1: and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator, Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, in the Clark Ford Studios,
2: Neil McCready. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by rain, total body fuel, I'm Neil McCready. That is uh, one Tyler Siski here on a Thursday afternoon. Bringing in the leaded today, too. Yeah, thanks to everybody for being with us. We certainly appreciate it. I'll talk about a number of things today. I can talk. Tyler's got a theory about uh, the portal COVID impact, how yeah. that might have played into Sunbelt Saturday. Huge weekend last weekend for the Sunbelt. Um, Tyler's got some thoughts about why all of a sudden Texas A&M's yell practice is is news. Why people are upset about it? We talked about Sam Pittman responding to some of the Twitter trolls. Good for him. Absolutely, he's I'm right. Ready. I'm ready for this. Um, the SEC asked Georgia and Tennessee both. When I say asked, <laughs> they
3: asked they strong questions.
2: They strongly recommended to uh, Georgia and Tennessee to reschedule Texas and Oklahoma. We'll talk about whether that means anything. And uh, I was getting my steps in this morning. Tyler was quizzing me on something I did not know—a uh, lot of like trivia about NFL players. I mean, it's which college programs put the most guys into the NFL, and at what position? Tyler's got some of that. And then I feel it's, like
3: grind bringing the trivia today.
2: And then it's uh, the road to Boise. Uh, we'll go through our NCAA and NFL week, NCAA week three, NFL week two picks. Tyler's got a massive pool. I'd make fun of him, but I do too because I can't decide. I feel like I feel like I'm at uh, Cheesecake Factory, you know, where you're just like, <laughs> I don't know, and you just have to like pick some kind of there. So we'll get to all of that. I do want to tell you, as always, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain. Body fuel to learn more. Um, you'll notice on our screen, kind of doing the uh, Tyler's a big NASCAR guy, yeah. We uh, we kind of nascar the screen a little bit. I want to thank uh, all the people at walk ons as well. We'll tell you about walk ons in just a few minutes. Um, we'll tell you, we would love for you to follow us on Twitter at McCrady Siski, on Instagram at McCrady and Siski, and we're even on TikTok. My daughters are so impressed. We're on TikTok, McCrady and Siski podcast, and then don't forget while you're on Instagram, go follow our uh, Rain Body Fuel. Let them know that um, you appreciate them making um, us possible.
3: Yep, we got those guys tagged in the bio and all that good
2: stuff. So yeah. well, good to go there. Yeah, um, today we're having the uh, Rain Inferno Red Dragon. I'll bring you leaded for, i telling uh, you, I needed leaded
3: today, I didn't even Thursday.
2: ask, I didn't even, I didn't even ask for it. I you... almost
3: feel bad, you know, when I come in here on Thursday, because it's just like your 10,000th hour of podcasting, so we're getting you right, getting you ready to go, because you got another 10 hours tonight, um, and I'm rolling with the Watermelon Warlord, I'm coming in here leaded today as well. Is
2: that your phone or mine?
3: Dude, that's my okay Apple Watch that has a mind of its own.
2: Okay, that's your Apple Watch. I was getting nervous. They don't there like the, they don't
3: like the Do Not Disturb buttons on my phone. I don't know what it is.
2: Man, I love the Red Dragon.
3: It really is good. I, I love the Red Dragon. It really it's is like good. It's, uh, it's it's fruit punch, man. I said it was cherry. Bob busted my balls. Told me it was fruit punch. By the way, big thanks to Bob. I was, I was right. It was fruit punch. That's what I told you the yeah. first time. Yeah, it's fruit punch.
2: It's fantastic.
3: Um, Bob, uh, the shipments got in. They're out in the truck. So we'll be bringing them into the Clark Ford Studios here just a little bit after the show. Got you like five cases of rain, so yes, you'll sir. be you'll be good to go for to like Christmas, maybe next week for me, but Christmas <laughs> for you at least.
2: Uh, oh, Doors has given me some information. Okay. Um, let's see. We'll tell you about walk-ons first. Coming up to the weekend.
3: Yeah. I'll be going there. I'll be partaking tomorrow. Got
2: the games coming up, high school uh, games tomorrow. Got the NFL tonight, high school tomorrow. Got a full slate of college games on Saturday, a great NFL slate on Sunday. So uh, head over to Walk-On Sports Bistro. They'll put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, boys, gumbo voodoo shrimp, plus uh, fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TV's. 40 or more ice-cold beers on tap. Yes, they do. That's great. Yes, sir. Um, if you're in the Jackson, Mississippi area, stop at uh, Walkons in Ridgeland. If you're uh, coming to Oxford, if you're in Oxford, maybe you're not heading to Atlanta this weekend, head over to uh, the Walkons in Oxford, watch the games. A lot of good games at 2.30, of course, including um, Auburn and Penn State, Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Got a lot of games. You got a late game on Saturday night, Miami at Texas A and M. You got yeah. Mississippi State at uh, LSU at five. A lot of great games. It's a good slate. Good slate of games. So uh, head over to Walk-Ons, make that a part of of your uh, weekend, and uh, don't forget they'll take care of your tailgating needs as well. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. Order online or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Again, in Oxford or uh, Richland.
3: I think I'm going to participate in some beignets and light tomorrow night. I'm going to sneak off probably in the middle of the game, high school game. I got kids' duty for the ball game tomorrow night. Beignets and Miller
2: Lite, huh? Yeah. Okay.
3: It's like donuts and coffee. Beignets and Miller I got some
2: beer for uh, Henry's guys tonight. Okay. What you got? I got the uh, Ghost in the Machine. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I can't, dude. I can't. I oh, tried, it's so man. I can't. So I can't
3: get into the IPAs and all that stuff, man. If it's not made in America, like I said, made in America, I'll go Dos Key and that's about it.
2: Well, you do know that a lot of pale ales and IPAs are made in America. There's tons well, you of know American I, breweries. You
3: know what I mean? I get that. Like I, I'm going I, up to. See, I just I just sound like a dumbass. <laughs> I, I get. I, <laughs> yes, I understand that. But I'm just saying it doesn't. <laughs> they don't taste like your
2: home state. Has a ton of breweries like Birmingham, Huntsville. Those both have great breweries. Do you know what we make? You know what we drink out of our state? If it's moonshine, now that's, now
3: we're talking. We need to go to Talladega. I'll get your mind right. You may, (laughs) I got, I got, we got like open invitations to go to Talladega, by the way.
2: I would try it. I think what always scared me about Talladega was hearing the, the horror stories about the traffic getting out.
3: Oh, dude, but that's what. I go take look. I got my guy Greg Montgomery. That's who I roll with from Cooper Chevrolet. He takes care of the traffic in and out, and I, I don't ask questions. I just close my eyes, and we're in and out of that place. We go, we go like where the drivers go. We're we're running through the airport. I mean, it's it's really probably not FAA approved what we do, but uh, we get in and out. He knows all the back roads. It'll get you mind right.
2: Okay. So, all right. So uh, let's get rolling. Got got stuff to get to today.
3: Yeah, we do. We got some stuff. It's going to be a good show. I'm fired up. It
2: is going to be a good show. By the way, if you're uh, hanging out in our uh, stream, first, thank you. Uh, second, hit the like button. It would be awesome. If you're not subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Uh, that would be cool. If um, <laughs> <laughs> Ginger, coming after my heart. Yeah. <clears throat> um hit the subscribe button hit the like button and uh don't forget four o'clock today in this stream uh pete deweese pete's pigskin preview he'll preview ole miss at georgia tech it's about an hour and 25 minutes and then at six uh greg jones campbell mccrady will be with you for uh the butcher versus the spin instructor presented by lb's meat market that's at uh, six and then chase and i will be back with you at seven for henry's guys Presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. So all of that in this thread, in this stream, I should say. But
3: you need to get Chase uh, a little rain and some uh, and some vodka going tonight. See if he'll see what he thinks.
2: Get him get that, his mind right. That, that would get his mind right. <laughs> he he's kind of stopped drinking. It's kinda, okay, it's kind of kind of kind of depressing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you told me I had to stop, I'd yes sir. I'd, I'd cry for a while. Yes sir. Um, all right, let's. It's Sunbelt Saturday. Yeah, Marshall goes to Notre Dame and wins. Yep. Uh Appalachian State goes to Texas A&M and wins. As you well know because you put your uh, money where your mouth was, Georgia Southern goes to Nebraska and wins. Yep. Huge day for the Sun Belt. It is. Upstairs. Um uh, a league that you and I smartly we do, we you and I do some stupid things and talk some <laughs> stupid stuff, but we smartly said back in early August, watch the Sun Belt. It's a fun league, it's a good league, a lot of good coaches. A lot of good players, and um, seen a lot of talk about it. You had an interesting theory on maybe why it is so concentrated right now with the Sun Belt being able to knock off a lot of the big boys.
3: Yeah, a little bit. It was talked a little bit about last year, but I think uh, I was talking to—I don't mind telling—they probably don't mind. I was talking with North Carolina staff uh, today, uh, several guys on that staff, and they're—they're on—they're playing the best opponent of all time this week. Bye. <laughs> um, so they're going to win this weekend, uh, before they host Notre Dame next weekend. But we were talking and, and we were going through teams and I was joking with him. I said, congratulations on your, uh, trek through the, uh, safe trek through the Sunbelt East. And there was some cuss words come behind that, like, mother, he goes, y'all have no idea. He says, it's been crazy. But the point that he was trying to make was, is I, I don't remember which team it was. And I'll have to, I'll ask, uh, Brian or Sean at, uh, georgia state if it was them but he was talking about one of the teams they just played had like 26 guys on it they were either sixth or se- sixth or seventh year players on the team how could they be seventh year because if you had the COVID year right and get a and it doesn't count right which would be your six that explains you know, all the six years that makes all six years right and somebody gets some medical hardship oh, okay okay you know or whatever got it uh through the years he said so they're playing these older guys and then I and then Wake Forest. He goes, you start looking at these teams right now that are like Wake Forest. He named specifically has thirty nine guys that are fifth, sixth, or seventh year players wow. on their roster. Now the problem is, and he also said this, and I did not take this into account uh, when we were talking about it earlier this summer. He said he also thinks that's why the NCAA went ahead and got rid of the twenty five rule because there's so many fifth, sixth, and seventh year players on these teams. That you wouldn't be able to replace them with twenty five, so you're going. Everybody was going to be down scholarship numbers, but he mentioned BYU. Why is BYU doing
2: great? Yeah, well, not only do you have the guys that go on the the Mormon mission for a couple of years,
3: yeah, so you got guys nine years out of high school playing football,
2: but you get those guys. They come back. A lot of them they they play a year, then they leave for two. Yep. They come back. But the twenty twenty season doesn't count against them. So they get that year. A lot of them redshirted. And then, yes, yeah, so you've got all these older guys. And they've got a bunch of older guys on the line of scrimmage, like married guys with kids and stuff. No joke. <laughs> yeah. And so you've got a really mature team, a physical team, um, disciplined, because those kids kind of typically discipline kids anyway. Yes. And they're dangerous. If
3: you go on a Mormon mission for two years and you come back ready to play football, I would pretty much guarantee that you have self-discipline.
2: Yeah, the, the, that's a – It's a dangerous team.
3: Well you think about that. I mean, you got guys that could be upwards of twenty seven years old legally playing football at BYU? Closing it they do have a couple of
2: twenty five year olds. Yeah. I mean I mean if you
3: count on a seven year or if you're a seventh year guy and you went on a two year Mormon mission, I mean technically I don't know if they do, but I guess you legally could have somebody that left high school and is twenty seven years old playing for BYU. I don't know if that's possible, but
2: Yeah, I I just but listen we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show, but BYU's, dude, they're good. BYU, if they win this weekend at they got Oregon, one more test. Uh, after that, they they still have to play Arkansas, and they still have to Notre play Dame. Notre Dame. But Notre Dame doesn't look good. BYU could be party spoiler for a lot of people.
3: I think you got this game, obviously, and then you probably got the Arkansas game, where I guess they would be underdogs. I'd imagine in Vegas, but I don't know if they'll be underdogs for the rest of the year. I think they'll be favored.
2: Yeah. You know, and I'm it, not sure they'd be an underdog at home against Arkansas. Be like a pick them. I think be yeah, really close. close. Yeah.
3: But no, I think that's, that was a big thing is what they were saying is like, look, I mean, it was, what's happening is, is we're going into these places and talking about the North Carolinas, the Texas A&Ms. And you look at the style of teams that are losing these games. We're going in there and we're playing teams that have all these older experienced players, but we're playing them with young kids, you know, cause our guys are leaving and going to the NFL and their guys are staying and getting better. And so we're playing with a bunch of high you know, first and second year players that have not had a lot of experience in college, and, and we're playing against guys that have been playing forever. He goes, It makes a difference. And um, it's keeping games closer than they need to be, probably. But, uh, and then they also said, I thought this was awesome. Uh, so, you know, they were giving a lot of props to uh, both Appalachian State and Georgia State, uh, both. And uh, they, they were glad that they're playing. And the, this is no joke. How funny is this? They said, We're glad we're playing in the ACC and not the Sunbelt uh, East. That came out of their mouth. How awesome was that? (laughs) Because he goes, any team in that Sunbelt East could win the league. It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Because you got, you know, we won't go through it. But when you look up, and I know we got a lot of Troy, uh, a lot of Ole Miss fans that listen, but you can look up and Troy can end up being the eighth or ninth, maybe even tenth best team in the Sunbelt that you just played a a few weeks ago.
2: Oh, for sure. And they're
3: they're going to be a a normally really good Sunbelt team. It's just a gauntlet over there.
2: Yeah. Um. Texas A&M. Yeah. Monday morning, they lo- on Saturday, they lose to Appalachian State. And on Monday morning, it comes out that Texas A&M is working really hard to get video from their yell practice from the Friday night before the Appalachian State game pulled down. Now, look, I love to make fun of Texas A&M. Um, Why I, is that, Neil? It's just such a cult. But you know what's funny about it? So it's weird. I've never met Texas A&M people that weren't super nice.
3: They're, everybody, like, yeah,
2: they're super nice. They're just—it's just, just kind of a fandom thing. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I do catch myself cheering against them more than I do any other team in the league. Really? Yeah. No idea why. That's interesting. It is. Yeah. I don't mean to. I have nothing against. Them. I'm going for the first time in October, and I expect to be somewhat impressed. I've heard. Oh, this you've th- never been? Never been to A&M? I've
3: been. uh Twice, twice or three times—I can't remember how. Three times, three times.
2: I like Texas, um, the state of Texas. I, I, Texas is cool. I like everything about it. Really. Um, I don't know. I've just never. Like, I, it's something. But, but the 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 yell thing is weird to me. It's just bizarre. And and they act. We, and the the cheerleader guy doing the yell yeah. practice. The whole deal is just bizarre. But this is who they are. And they've always done this. And the little insults about Appalachian State and stuff, nobody was offended by that. Or you shouldn't be. If that offends you, you 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 need to take a deep breath. And they're going to make fun of, like, they're gonna, when, when Ole Miss goes there, they're going to make fun of Mississippi. They're going to do the backward thing. Oh, it's just fine. Whatever. Who yeah. cares, right? When LSU goes there, they're going to make fun of Cajuns and Coonasses. And, and and LSU people are like, oh, we're used to that, you know? Um <laughs> <laughs> and LSU's going to make fun of you. It, it's fine. Whatever. But they, they got really reactionary on Monday trying to pull it. And by doing it, just shined a giant spotlight yeah. on it. And now they've created this weirdness. You've got a theory about it. I, yeah. I'm i curious. Well,
3: I mean, first of all, I think they were just trying to pull it down off of whatever they had it up because you didn't want. They were trying to mitigate the losses of the embarrassment of losing mm. to Appalachian State, right? So, yeah. but where I was a little taken back was there were so many people on social media that acted like I can't believe they said that about App State, and I can't believe they said all those things. I saw all this this reaction. I can't believe it was actually the context of what they're saying. And we've gotten so f- effing soft. Good for you. You made You're it. Like, well, thanks, John. Got you, mom. Um, we've gotten so soft. That that that's just been going on for years, man. That's what I'm saying. I they, mean, this has been going on. They've always made for, fun of people, but everybody does, right? And yeah. it's, it's like it's their thing, man. You know what I mean? Like people make fun of traditions everywhere. They they do. Of Guess course, what? people make fun of Auburn for Roland tumors corner. Yeah, people do. And, you know, people make fun of Alabama for being Alabama, you know. Cause, of course. Because everybody's like, well, you're an Alabama fan. You've never been to a game. That's the Alabama thing, right? Everybody makes fun of Alabama fans. they like, you never give a dollar, never go to a game. You just, you know, you just support them because they're the winning. But, uh, I mean, everybody's got their thing, right? Sure. I mean, LSU, grandmas flick you off on the way to the stadium. That's awesome, by the way. I think that's cool. <laughs> um, keep that up, LSU. Uh, but everybody's got their thing, right? So, I don't understand why everybody's hating on that. I get the I mean some some intern was probably told to go get that off there uh, so it probably pissed somebody off that makes a lot of money which is seems to be the root of all these decisions <laughs> these days but they probably hey go take that get that scrub get that down or whatever and they start taking it down and they probably should have realized the powers that told them to do that were probably not social media savvy that once you hit tweet man it doesn't there's so many screenshots and saves and things like that that you're not saving it.
2: and once it becomes obvious that you're trying to pull it, then it then people start trolling yeah, you with it.
3: It starts getting worse. Um, you know, I think one time my favorite we actually um, somebody was in your in your deal was saying the losers should go to uh, yell practice. Yeah, I've been. Have you? I have so we played uh, we played them. I was at Arkansas State, and we played them I want to say this was 2008. And this is back this is actually before social media shocker. Um, and so it was mid and we were actually staying in college station. And so a couple of us went over there just to check it out. I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, it's forty thousand people, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole home side. I don't know how right. many that holds. A bunch. A bunch. Um, and you know, the guy's like, You know how the you know the toothbrush was invented in Arkansas? And I'm like, huh? You know, they do their thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Cause if it was invented anywhere else, it'd have been called the teeth brush. You know what I mean? Yeah, crap like that. Yeah, I mean that's just get, what they do. Nobody's offended. me. Nobody, yeah, I thought it was funny. I got you a just, chuckle. You out. Just laugh. I was right. just like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, that this means in a weird way. I know. I know everybody hates A and M and all that stuff, but in a weird way, it's kind of pretty cool that forty thousand people come at midnight to do something really corny with each other. Does that make sense? I mean, like, there's nothing that comes out of that. you got enough pride in your university that you got 40,000 people to show up to hear dad jokes for however long that lasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's almost like, okay, I, I I almost respect it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't hate it. I mean, like. No, I know what you mean. I almost got like, man, that's pretty cool that this university means so much to you. Yeah. That you're willing to come up here and listen to dad jokes for at 30 midnight. minutes at midnight. I mean, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't. Right, but maybe I would if I grew up a an A and M fan. I don't know. Right, you know, but I respect it. How bad am I getting effing hammered? No, right you're now? not. You're Which, not. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Um, I don't see the big deal of it. You know, I, I obviously I think the the taking it down was probably a bad move. Apparently, I, I would have owned it. You apparently, know, by... I'm
2: mispronouncing app state. Whatever. What did I, you say? I, I don't know. I said Appalachian State, but it's Apple. I, I can't. I don't know. Beats me.
3: Well, you're you got to use your inner Cajun. You got enough Cajun in you to say that? Appalachian state.
2: Is it Appalachian state? Yeah,
3: but don't worry. My my wife wears me out cuz I say Tuesday instead of Tuesday. <laughs> so I say Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that's my redneck. It's okay. Yeah. Um but look, I, at the end of the day, I think the biggest issue was somebody took it down, but I been I would have gone the other way. I mean, Throw it right in their face, man. This is That's your tradition. You've been doing it for 100 years. So stand by. Don't be don't be embarrassed of your tradition. Own it. Own it. Don't exactly. be embarrassed. I don't care what the tradition is. Yeah. I don't care if it's Rolling Tumor's Corner. I don't care if it's uh, the Grove or the Walk of Champions, whatever your tradition whatever. is here. Sure. If it's ringing the cowbells. Don't ever, if you're really a fan, and if you're really about that life, don't ever disgrace your, you stand by your tradition. That's the point of it. If you want to ring your freaking cowbell out as hell, hell, it's going to annoy everybody. But by God, you earned that right. You support them, you'd be a little ring the shit out of it. There you go. There you go. Hottie toddy.
2: All right, so. I uh, have said that in a while. <laughs> the uh, AP poll came out on Monday. Sunday. Came out on Sunday. Uh, Arkansas had defeated South Carolina. Moved into number, moved into the top ten. ten. Been a minute since Arkansas has been in the top ten. Um, probably since Bobby Petrino was the coach there, yeah. Bobby Petrino, by the way, coach, going <laughs> back to take weekend. Missouri State back <laughs> this weekend. So things life goes full circle. Yeah. Um. Anyway, got out. Sam Pittman tweeted about it. Yeah. And, not shockingly, but kind of weirdly, took a bunch of heat for tweeting about Arkansas being in the top ten. And on Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> on uh on Tuesday he responded. And and his response at their media gathering, the weekly media gathering, I guess it was Tuesday, maybe it was Monday, whatever day. He said, "Hey, I wasn't I wasn't talking to a bunch of 50-year-olds. I wasn't talking to you guys, meaning the media. I was, I was recruiting. I was talking to recruits. I was letting recruits know that, "Hey, if you come here, And we can win. Here's the proof. He goes, all it means is that right now, today, we're number 10. That's all it means. He's right. Odds are they won't finish in the top 10. But right now, today, they're ranked number 10 all day long. It's like a few years ago when Ole Miss and Mississippi State woke up that day and they're both number one and number two in the country. I mean, I think most people figured they probably wouldn't finish there. But you'd have been crazy. If you were Hugh Freeze and Dan Mullen that week, not to take the Sports Illustrated thing and send it to every recruit, any kid who might ever possibly be a recruit, yep, you'd be you you would have been a fool at Ole Miss or Mississippi State that week, the week after Ole Miss beat Alabama and and Mississippi State beat Texas A and M, and they woke up and they're at the very top of the national poll. You'd you'd have been an imbecilic idiot not to utilize that. And if you're Sam Pittman at a place that's hard to recruit to, at a place where it's hard to win big, when you have a spot of momentum, you'd be insane not
3: to use it. you got, like, i have getting to the point now that it's like when I see people troll or say something, there's always people out there, and you know them, I know them, hell, there's probably some in here. They have something negative to say about everything. And it's to the point where, you know, I guess, you know, they don't like Elvis, Santa Claus, or the Easter Bunny either. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like you've got something negative to say about everything positive. And when it comes to Sam Pittman, hell, I love the guy. I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm a massive fan of the guy. I always have been a fan of the guy, even when he was O-line coach at Georgia. And he's doing it the re- he's being real. You know, and and, and I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts on this, but it's like media has been craving. In my opinion, somebody that wants to be real and honest and and authentic in their responses and their actions, instead of going, you know, gave it one hundred ten percent and we're going to try really hard and you know they're you know I know we're playing UCA this week but they're a great team and we got to come out and we got to go fight you know instead of somebody just being real and being and and standing up for it, I mean you got to appreciate that you know what I mean? Absolutely.
2: Um, it's it's one of the things I like about Kiffin so much. Covering Kiffin is, I mean. I giggle at Kiffin sometimes. Like he, he came in on Monday for his thing with the transfer to the sip sweatshirt or whatever. He's sending a message by standing there. And it's funny. He, and then he comes out and goes, you know, we got some, whatever 90% of our production from transfers. He's who do you think he's communicating to in that moment? It's not you. It's not me. He knows I'm
3: a conduit. Yep. And here's the thing is like, and that's, And I want the fans to understand this. And I've fortunately been on the other side of it. Besides Alabama, Georgia, Ohio
2: State. Oh, I thought you meant the league. I was going to say you can stop. Yeah.
3: Ohio State, Georgia. Um, I don't know. You know the schools. There's a handful of schools that I would call that have national brands. And when I say national brand, this is what I refer to as a national brand. A national brand is not what a fan thinks. Okay? It's what a 17-year-old kid thinks. Right. They don't remember what happened 15 years ago because they weren't alive. They only know what, what's happened recently.
1: Yep,
2: yeah, Real so, recently.
3: A national brand to me is when I have that logo on my shirt and I walk in there, I cannot have talked to the kid at all, but when I walk out, I'm either tied or in the lead in that kid. That's a national brand. There's
2: maybe... They know who you are. It's Alabama. Right now, it's Georgia. It's Ohio State. Probably USC. I was going to say USC.
3: Ironically, probably Texas,
2: Oklahoma, maybe.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a handful. Yeah, but it's not many. It's not many. It's
2: not many. And 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 you can start uh, you can start picking on some of those. And then there's there's a a second tier of schools, LSU, uh, Michigan. Yeah, you know that that move the needle in a way that a lot of others don't. But so but if you're at a place like Arkansas
3: you have to be, try to become one of those guys.
2: Well, you're, that's the goal. Yeah. It's, it's it's not particularly realistic. But when you have momentum, yeah, you've got to absolutely try to utilize it. And the people that criticized him, I, I said this on the Oxford Exxon podcast this morning. I was talking about Chet Holmgren and some other stuff. I don't, I don't understand those people. I, I really don't. I'm, and just, I'm glad I don't they just don't like elvis they don't like santa claus and i don't like the easter bunny that's it I, I i think it means that i'm just a happier person than those people and it, maybe it's that simple really
3: yeah. and it goes back and i've said this before and some of you've probably heard me say it is there's no matter what you do in coaching no matter how bad you are there's going to be about 10% of the people of your supporters or your fan base that are going to love you no matter what you do. Right. I mean, you could go 0 and freaking 11, and you still got 10% of your fan base that are going to be like, they are going to be holding the flag and they're going to be pulling for you. And you got 10% of your fan base that no matter what you do. You can't win. You can't win. Yeah. It's live bird, dead bird. Okay? We used to, that's a saying we used to use around Tuscaloosa every once in a while. Live bird, dead bird. All right? That no matter what you do, they're going to grill you, and they're going to hate you, and they're going to bring you down, they're going to troll you, whatever. But then you got 80% of the fan base that you know what they want you to do? Just win. Do a good job. Yeah. Work hard. Do your job and win. So I always had the saying is, let's make that 80% happy and we're going to be in good shape.
2: Well, there's no doubt about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because you're, sure. t-
3: you're going to have 90% of the fan base and you're going to be good to go. So, But good for him. I'm glad he's, he's standing up. But I love the guy. I love what he's doing. I like everything he stands for. I like the way he runs his programs or his program with his coaches. I mean, I'm for him. You know, never been a really Arkansas fan or anything, but I am now.
2: It was Tyler, by the way, in case you were listening. It was Tyler that said that.
3: Oh, that's okay. And, and you know what? Again, don't apologize. Tell them to go F themselves. Let's go. They get mad at you.
2: I'm heading to Fayetteville tomorrow, there actually. You go. That's, that's what I'm talking about, Neil. Let's go. But I'm not going to the Are game. Are you
3: going to call the Hogs tomorrow?
2: I'm not calling the Hogs. Not, not going. No, I'm not going to the game.
3: Do you, think, do you think Petrino will call the Hogs in the middle of, like he'll get caught up in a moment?
2: You know, he uh, he's made some comments this week that, you know, I think he appreciates his time there.
3: Dude, they had it rolling.
2: He was. They were cruising. They were cruising. Yeah, they were. They were on their way. Yeah, they they had it going. And then yeah. the motorcycle and yeah. Although I'm not convinced there ever was a motorcycle. Yeah,
3: I can't say what I know to be the truth in that. I will never say it, but it's not has nothing to do with the motorcycle.
2: I'll just say it wasn't a motor. I I'll just say that do you know I the don't. Truth? I I think I do.
3: Okay, I'm not ever saying it. So, but it, I, I don't think there was much of a
2: motorcycle. I think there was an altercation. <laughs> And I think he lost. Neil said that. Neil said that. Um, I think a certain husband.
3: <laughs> Dude.
2: Did you see that soccer game up there? I think a certain husband. Did you see that?
3: Uh, aroma and Helsinki. Yeah, is that, how, is that yeah. Helsinki?
2: Helsinki, yeah, from Finland. How right? do
3: they get HJK from Helsinki? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I think a certain husband got a little uh, got a little upset about things that had happened at the workplace. So, um what else you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh you you quizzed me today. You were like uh you you were doing our uh you were doing the kind of the Twitter thing, the uh, not Twitter, the trivia thing. You asked me yeah. a, you asked me a question today. You said, "Hey, there's there's a, a school that has produced yeah. Would you say three so, NFL quarterbacks? Yeah. So. Or four? I couldn't, I'm not, I could not name them.
3: I need to give this guy credit. I don't know. I'll try to remember who it is. There's a guy. This is not me. I got this off Twitter. Um, but it's the annual how many uh, players in college are on NFL rosters. And he actually broke down the position. And so, my trivia question this will be interesting. I wish if grind's in there, I'm, I'm going full grind. Let's see what you got here. There are three schools, Neil, that have three quarterbacks in the National Football League. Three you told schools, me this morning and I've and you already still forgotten. You
2: still can't remember? I, I know I know two of them.
3: All right, so there's three colleges that have three quarterbacks apiece in the NFL that leads the deal. Any idea who they are? Well, I told you. Well, the, <laughs> you, the first can't one
2: all of them The first one that's obvious <laughs> is Oklahoma.
3: Oklahoma all right, 'cause they they're now they're counting Jalen Hurts. You could say Alabama, but they're counting if you said Alabama, that would be three. But he did play it. He did play. But um I'm going grind, I'm coming at you on the uh FSU here in just a minute. The uh Missouri is is also has three.
2: Chase Daniel.
3: Chase Daniel. Drew Lock. Drew Locke. I don't even know who the other one is. I, I tried to look it up and couldn't even find it. All right. Well you're wrong. All right, and then Oklahoma, obviously. So it's Oklahoma, Missouri, and to everybody's surprise, North Dakota State. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, Trey Trey Lance, Lance. and I don't know who the other guy is. How about that? How about that? Uh, Some fun facts here. Missouri leads all centers. They have four centers in the National Football League. How about that? Missouri. Um, So they have the most quarterbacks and centers. They're pretty good up the middle, I think, on offense. Yeah. They've been pretty good there. Uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Weldon uh, Gabbert at Missouri. He's okay. The other one. Okay. All right. Uh, now let's. Here's total college. Okay. Shocker. Alabama has the most players in the NFL. At, You're kidding. At 58. Wow. LSU right behind them at 52. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I want to look at. I want to go through this and tell me who you think's been underachieving. Okay. All right. Ohio State's also at 52. Shocker. Now what? Now what would I mean? Look at what's common theme here. Ohio State, LSU, and Alabama. It's
2: almost like players win. Uh-huh. Yep. Shocker.
3: Guess who's fourth? Uh, Clemson? Don't think too hard.
2: Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Okay.
3: Guess who's fifth? <clears throat> this will be where we start having a discussion. At 37. Uh, Texas. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Okay. Have they underachieved? Yes, with thirty-seven and not in a conference.
2: Yes and no. I mean, they've been really good.
3: Should they? Have, I guess my question is: Is they always put out NFL talent, right? So, where is the hardware? Or better question: Yet, if they're in a conference, do they have a, at least a conference championship? Do we have a different opinion of Notre Dame if they're in the ACC every year? Do they have? Do you feel? You know how like. Clemson, right? So Clemson's won, what, two or three since Dabo's been there?
2: National titles? Yeah.
3: Just two, right? I don't know. Two or three. Somebody check me on that one. Has um, he even won two? I know he's won two. Okay. Um, But my question is, you know how somebody loses in the playoff, you kind of feel different about them because they got a Big Ten title or ACC title to go with it. Do you feel differently about Notre Dame if they're in a conference and they're going to the playoff with like an ACC title every year? Probably. I do too. I think, I think that means something a little bit.
2: Um, I'm in the minority on Notre Dame. If I were Notre Dame, I think I would join the Big Ten. I don't know that I would embrace the whole independent thing. The SEC is thankful that they are embracing the independent thing.
3: I think with the new TV contracts that everybody's talking about, I think they're leaving money on the table by not going. Well, they are.
2: I mean, NBC is
3: going to take care of them, but not as much as they would if they were. Their independence apparently means a lot to them. But I do, but I almost don't disagree with what they've been doing because they have been making more money from NBC than they could have gotten in a, any other conference but the SEC. Yeah. So I get where they've gone, but you have to. You but up to about see, now, yeah, like, you got to see where <clears throat> things are going.
2: Yeah. If I were them now, it would be hard for me to say no to the Big Ten.
3: Okay, my man Dave at Mock Ten Sports says uh, two. So they, they played, played for four, played one, two. Four, yeah.
2: Clemson has, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, how about this? Here's the Penn State at 35. That's but the second Big 10 team. They've
2: underachieved.
3: That's underachieving. Yeah, for sure. Um
2: Florida at 33. Yeah. I mean, here's they, what Dan, I, I got Dan I, didn't get it. Dan did not for the overachieving that he did at Mississippi State, he underachieved at Florida.
3: But I don't think so. Okay. Um I brought this point up with somebody the other day. This is a good podcast fodder here. The guy went at Florida, he was there for four years. That was a cross right there. Good Lord. What a goal. Go ahead. I'm Just like Mike Leach at Coach right there, a skinnier version of Mike Leach. Um, but here's the deal is the guy was there four years at Florida, right? The first three years, he goes to New Year's Six games. For the first three years, he has one losing season, and they fire him. Like, I mean, I get it. But, like, the guy did go to – I guess they won the
2: championships.
3: I mean, I'm with you. But yeah. the guy – I mean, you don't go to New Year's Six games because you suck. No, of course not. And you can't say, oh, well, he did it with somebody else's players. So I don't ever do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's
2: – I don't ever do that.
3: But so, I don't know. I I think he's – he had one bad year. Um, And I see somebody, Daniel Koda said Dan Mullen hated recruiting. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I know how he recruits. Um, I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there that do hate recruiting.
2: Yeah, yeah I, and I
3: don't I, I would hate it. There's a difference between hating recruiting and not recruiting.
2: I know I know of a coach in particular who is excellent at recruiting, whose program is excellent at recruiting, who hates recruiting. Yeah. I wow. mean, hates it and will leave will end up retiring early because of it. Yeah. I I mean, I, I'm just telling you when it happens, I'll wait and I'll go I've known this for a long time.
3: I know who you're talking about yep. and you're 100% accurate and he's going to retire early and it's going to shock the world.
2: Yep. Um, but, And he will retire early because of recruiting. Because of recruiting. Yes.
3: And probably sooner rather than later.
2: Loves coaching.
3: Loves coaching. Yep. Loves recruiting. But anyway, I mean, yep. excuse me, hates recruiting. But anyway, long story short is, you know, because somebody had asked a question on your deal the other day about, or maybe in the, the day, I don't remember. I've had a long week. Um, would Dan Mullen be a good candidate in Nebraska? And I said, I don't hate it.
2: You know, I don't know enough about that job. I had a mailbag question about that job. I, d- I don't know enough about that place, the culture of it, how – how. The- I think if I were Nebraska, I would hire somebody. It's why when Andy Staples and them talked about Lane, while I don't think Lane would about take – Lane in Nebraska? Yeah. They just wasted ink. Yeah, what I was going to say is while Lane is not going to go to Nebraska – They're right in trying to get a coach who can figure out, okay, I'm at a place where I'm going to have to do it a little differently. Because I think the only way you can really do it at Nebraska is to be very active in the portal, do really well in the portal, and then have some coaches who can cherry pick a player here and a player there. But you're going to have to do portal at Nebraska. And so I don't know who that guy is. It's got to be somebody that has some – Some energy who knows knows how to do it. I don't. I don't know that Dan's that guy.
3: Well, we talk. Let's talk about national brand again. All right. When I was growing up, Nebraska was a was a national brand. You thought of Nebraska, what you think of Alabama right now? Of course. When I was growing up, me too. Okay, and so like you could be in freaking Anniston, Alabama, if Nebraska walked the door, you.
2: Well, like Oklahoma Nebraska play this this Saturday, and when you and me were kids,
3: that was the number one versus number was, two. That was the game.
2: That was the that end. was the ABC game. Keith Jackson on the call, and, okay. and and you were a kid in Alabama, and I was a kid in North Louisiana. I didn't miss that thing. That was appointment TV, two thirty on ABC, and I'm in. Yeah,
3: and it's Oklahoma
2: just, Nebraska. Are you kidding? And so they yeah. were recruiting massive brands at
3: the end of the Osborne era. Mm-hmm. They were recruiting at that kind of level nationally. Well, then they kind of faded away, and it the brand. It doesn't matter who they bring in there. Going back to what we were talking about with Sam Pittman, the brand has to be built back up to where it gets to that level. Um, and you can't do that overnight. And you're not going to be able to do it in the transfer portal overnight. It's no, got to be – it's going to take time. Yeah. The problem is, is we live in a society where there is no time. Right. And so that's why I always say, is it a good job? I don't know because Nebraska is as patient as anybody with coaches. Mm-hmm. And they're still impatient if you look at the trend 15 years ago. Yeah. So anyway,
2: well, you know, it's, it's in, kind of coming full circle on a couple of things we talked about. It's, it's why, um, people talk about, you know, well, they d- brands and stuff. I think this isn't a criticism either, but we live in like, look at, look at our screen here. We've got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Everything is instant. Yep. I don't know that what you even did five or six years ago matters anymore. Not to the kids that you're recruiting, and that that oh, is ultimately. I mean, like, hey, Sam Pittman. I mean, he said, he goes, guys. I, I, I was talking to kids. I was re- I was recruiting. That you know, was his words. I was recruiting. You're ta- you're recruiting kids that are 17, 18 years old. Five years ago, they were 12. They don't remember, and they don't, and and they further, don't they don't care. Like I and, can't
3: tell you how many times I would go into a. We'd start, you know, bring a kid on a junior day or something, mm-hmm. and it was like a Mississippi kid, and they forgot if you won or lost the Egg Bowl in November. Well, can you blame them, really? I mean, but that's – it used to be a big deal, right? Right. And not that long ago. And now it's just like everything's right now, me, 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 me. And that's why I, I think you saw this with how – and if you're an Ole Miss fan on here, you probably saw it. One of the things I tried to do towards the end of my deal there was a kid would commit. Okay, me and you have talked about this off the air, obviously, back in those days. Mm-hmm. A kid would commit, and I'd be like, hold it. I want you to release it at this time. Yeah. And so you, there was, it was such a more valuable recruiting tool to get kids to start commit committing in a, in a sequence mm-hmm. and building momentum that way. Other kids would see that, and there was more value for the kid yeah, sure. in that than was beating somebody six months ago. Because they say, man, they're doing something. Everybody's jumping on board. Mm-hmm. And so I would hold, tell kids, hey, I know you committed. Let's go public on June the 26th. Like I was, I loved going, getting momentum at the end of that camp because now everything goes dead for a month. And so you can create momentum going into a dead period right. where people can't communicate. So back then, you can now. But
2: I, it's just how kids are, man. I just. I think it's interesting, I you know, because Nebraska wants one big, doesn't mean that they'll ever win big again. I'm not saying they won't, right? but it's not guarantee, no guarantee. It's like the Tennessee thing. <clears throat> yeah, Tennessee in the Phil Fulmer era, when they had that run with Peyton Manning and, and T. Martin, and they won a title, and they were recruiting at such a high level, and they were getting it done, and they were a national brand and their games. Because they did that before doesn't mean they'll do it again. I'm not saying they won't, but it doesn't mean they'll do it again. It just doesn't. There's no guarantees. And so, like right now, I mean, how many programs do you look at and go, oh, guarantee in 10 years they're still winning big? I mean, not many. No. Not many. You can't even say that about Alabama. I, don't, I was going to say, I wouldn't even say it about Alabama because I can remember the 10 years before Nick Saban got to Alabama because ask me how I know. It's one of the reasons I got fired in radio in Mobile. I saw your tweet this morning. I had a little fun with it. Um, <laughs> I deserve to be able to have fun. I do. You do. I do, and so I did. Um, but you know, like literally, I I did I did daily radio in Mobile for six years. Yeah. And in those six years, Auburn won the Iron Bowl all six times. Yep, Fear of the thumb. And so, there's no guarantee that whoever replaces Nick Saban won't lose the momentum. That Alabama won't take a step back. There's no guarantee that they that they won't continue on maybe they hire a guy who just absolutely seamless or who knows but my point is is in in today's fast yeah i mean the kids i can't blame a kid everything i mean everything's on their on their phones at, at all times they, they don't even watch games no
3: it's so hard like i, I mean they watch me, they
2: highlights on youtube
3: the only thing i can get my 14 year old to sit down and watch or 15 year old to sit down and watch uh anything with me is he can sit down and watch, uh, he'll watch UFC with me. That's the only thing he'll sit down and watch for an extended period of time. But why is he watching that? Because it's high speed, high action, and it's quick, and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fight's going to last 15 minutes. You're just not going to get a whole lot
2: of high school kids to sit down for three and a half, four hours and watch a college football game. They're not. And he'll he'll come back in when
3: I say, oh, Brock, come come watch this play. Watch this play. He'll mm-hmm. he'll come in a man cave. Sure. But he's not sitting down and watching a full game. He doesn't watch the Super Bowl yeah. and loves it now. Yeah. Loves it, but it's in and out. Yeah. So. so it's just interesting. I don't know. You know, I mean. Connor has a good question here. He says, sure. Tyler, does it bother you at all that if a kid commits the second they get the offer? I think everybody, every situation is different. Um, at Alabama, you couldn't get the word offer out your mouth fast enough that they would commit. And you didn't worry about it. You trust your evaluation. Um, but most times you don't. I know this is, this is kind of a psychology deal here, but you don't put yourself in a position to get a commitment by the words and things you say you've been doing it for a long time so when you offer a kid if the kid's getting ready to commit and you you don't want him to commit there's things you can say and and do to keep that from happening
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
3: You you take the commitment when you're ready to take the commitment. Yes, of course. It's called managing um, and I
2: learned that from the best. Because you could fill up your class and
3: Dude, hours. I could get twenty five commitments at Alabama, and I, I would bet you, if I really wanted to, I could fill up that class twenty five. Give me ninety minutes, and I bet you I could have that twenty five class. Of filled. course, you could. You
2: could have done it at Ole now, Miss not, too.
3: Yeah, it would be real shitty, but well, you'd, be, you'd, be, <laughs> you'd, be,
2: you'd be you'd be you would be taking kids that. You didn't need to be taking, it. Yeah. but if you, my point is, is if you wanted, if you just wanted to be lazy and get it over with, it'd be yeah. easy. I mean, you'd pay for it out the, you know what, yeah, later. We'd but.
3: pay for it later. I'd be doing podcasts with Neil McCready in a couple years. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's my feelings. No, no, I'm just talking about me getting fired. Uh, no, the uh, I think that it was. Uh, I think that's a that's a good question though, Connor. Thanks.
2: We're brought to you each and twice a week, each and every week by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends at Clean Side Wipes. They're the 2021 Safer Choice Partner of the Year. Uh, Kills COVID in 30 seconds. It's about the only thing on the market that does. It's broad spectrum, hospital grade, antimicrobial efficacy. Citric acid base, no harsh chemicals, simple one-step, no rinse, cleaning, and disinfecting. It removes film that's left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach, and alcohol. Cleanside has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA, which means it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, or to the environment. Citric acid-based Cleanside germicidal wipes deliver powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potentially harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants all in an easy to use wipe. It's great for schools, daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term care facilities, office buildings, households, and more to learn more. Contact my friend, Todd Abbott at wipes and gloves at com. Again, wipes and gloves, the A and D not the ampersand wipes and gloves at gmail.com
3: that makes my day every day that you read that it's my favorite ad read of all time <laughs> cuz I see I see you I see in your mind I see you processing how you're going to say microbial what's the other efficacy. word efficacy yeah yeah, yeah. I get you yeah I couldn't do it uh, <laughs> um hey I got to tell I tell you that, gotta, I I'm
2: probably there's people in Rustin going what
3: the hell is he talking about yeah what is that is that put on crawfish Hey, so my man Daniel Coto here has something i got to tell something funny here. He said he remembered years ago somebody interviewed Amari Cooper while he was at Alabama and asked him about his favorite NFL team. He told a reporter he didn't watch the NFL, and the reporter was astonished. Amari Cooper, different bird. Yeah. Okay. Can't make this up. Amari Cooper had finished. He's going pro. All right. He's getting ready for the draft. And so Ben Settis was one of our uh, football ops guys. Ben Settis is taking Amari – he's finished with football. Ben Settis is taking Amari Cooper out in the parking lot in front – in between, you know, the Coleman Coliseum, the football facility, and the baseball – and trying to teach Amari how to drive a car. He didn't have a driver's license. So he's trying to teach him how to drive. Nobody ever taught him how to drive. And so he's going pro. He's going to the NFL. And so he's out there – after he's done, I mean, his eligibility is over with. But he's finished, you know, taking classes and working out and all that stuff for the draft. And he's – I remember one time, like, he went and had a workout, you know, for the NFL They came in before the draft to work somebody out. And then came up and was like, hey, can we go drive? And they didn't go drive, like, around town. They're driving in the parking lot. And he's, like, damn near running into cars and everything else. So, yeah, he was (laughs) – he's – he never had a car. He lived in the dorm every day that he was at Alabama. Really? Yeah. He's the he's my unicorn. They don't make him like him anymore. That's why he's as good as he is.
2: Oh, he's damn good.
3: Yeah. So I wish he had had some better quarterbacks. Wish he had stayed with Derek Carr in his prime. If he was still with the Raiders, it'd be. You know, he just hasn't had a lot of help throwing to him over the years.
2: All right, it's uh, it's picks time.
3: Make it rain.
2: It is time for the uh, the road to Boise. I'm not feeling good about this. I last week I felt really good. I was locked in. I had my picks. I was just done. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do great, and I did. I did great with the college. Did okay with the pros. Two, two and three on opening weekends. Fine. You avoid disaster.
3: Yeah. Some dude on Twitter was like, said my NFL picks were garbage. He didn't want to say anything about us freaking going ten and two on Saturday. I know. He Wants to complain about the NFL I picks. I mean, that's that's hey. There you go. There you go. Don't like Elvis. Don't like Santa Claus. <laughs> and don't like Easter Bunny. All right. Here we go. You want to start in college or NFL? What are we going to
2: do? Uh, let's, let's start with the NFL. All right. You want me to go or you want to go? You go because I'm having, I'm having an indecisive moment here where I'm staring at the menu and I just can't decide. All right, grind. Here we go, baby. It's time for
3: Mega Rain Thursday. <laughs> We're going to start with the NFL, which I was two and three on. I need another week or so, but I'm starting to get honed in a little bit. I did watch a lot of NFL um, to try to make a little bit better. I'd least like to go three and two this week. We're going to try to get a little better. So I'm starting off with tonight. Ooh. Tonight, the San Diego Chargers are rolling into Kansas City and taking on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are at home. They're minus four. I'm taking the Chiefs minus four against the Chargers. Why? Because everybody else is going to take the Chargers. But Keenan Allen is out. He's not playing. Um it's going to force my guy Gerald Everett, who's playing tight end. If you got Gerald Everett in your fantasy lineups, so it'll be a good time to insert him to play tonight. He's going to get a ton of targets. Um, I just think the Chiefs are out to prove something. I don't know why I did I wanna warn everybody. I did buy a half a point. I've already bet this game. Okay. I bought a half a point down to three and a half. I didn't like the four number, but for the for the sake of the podcast, I'm taking Kansas City minus four
2: Kansas City minus four for uh Mr. Siski here. I like that pick. The only thing I don't like about that pick is the chargers always play them well always. going in my pet peeve there. Sorry. All right. I don't like big lines in NFL, but I I like this one because I think the Jets suck. (laughs) How do you really feel, Neil? And with Joe Flacco at quarterback, I think they truly suck. Cleveland's at home. Yep. Everyone's hung up on Deshaun Watson, but uh, they played pretty well last week. Browns dead. I, I'm going to take Cleveland and lay the six at home against the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets.
3: I don't dislike that. I'm not going to bet it, but I am I think you're on to something there. Okay. All right, my number two NFL pick for the week is for the first time in like 20-something games, Detroit is a one-and-a-half point favorite <clears throat> at home versus the Washington Commanders. That's true. I say darn that. I'm taking the Washington Commanders plus one-and-a-half against the Lions at home. Dude, Washington, if Carson Wentz can stop short-hopping curl routes, just 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 give it to him. He's got some weapons, man. He's got Curtis Samuel. He's got uh, Dodson went off last week. I had him in my flex on DraftKings, which, thank you, got two touchdowns. Um, I'm taking Washington plus one-and-a-half. I kind of like what they're doing a little bit. Washington, sneaky good. Washington plus one-and-a-half at Detroit
2: all right I like that I'm uh don't like this pick because I uh I don't like this team because my team is in the same division with them but I like the Baltimore Ravens at home laying three and a half against your boy Tua and the uh, Miami Dolphins my third game Neil. I'm taking
3: the Miami Dolphins. Oh, good. hell three right. and a half well, hell yeah. at the Ravens. Well, let's do this. So let's do this. <laughs> All right. I'm All taking, right. Uh, look, I, I think uh, I like what I saw at Miami last week. Okay. Uh, I think they, I like what they, dude, I love is that, uh, what's my coach's name in Miami? I keep forgetting his name. Oh, the, the looks little, like he needs to be playing the trumpet. Yeah, he does. My son plays the trumpet in the band, so no offense to trumpet players. Um, I like the guy, man. I like what he's doing. All right. I'm taking I'm taking the fighting Dolphins at the Ravens plus three and a half. So one of us is going to be right on that one. Okay. All right, go ahead.
2: My third pick. Um, the Indianapolis Colts never play well in Jacksonville. Got knocked out of the playoffs last year with a pit pitiful performance in Jacksonville. Off to a slow start. Tied the Texans, and I think they lose in Jacksonville – I'm taking the Jags plus three-and-a-half at home against the Colts. I think the Jags win straight up. Damn, cuz. You're going – are you trying to go to Boise? No, no, no. I, it, I, just
3: remember that pick when Laura gets pissed. Say, I had a chance <laughs> to not do that. All right. All right. all right. all right. My fourth pick, all right, is the Tampa Bay-New Orleans Saints game. Oh, I'm interested. There's a lot of Saints fans listening. Yep. We've got a lot of Saints fans in this area. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking the spread. I'm taking the under at 44. Everybody, like the entire team besides Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady is jacked up for Tampa Bay. A little disappointed in the Saints' defense, and a lot of people, this is why I think the over's at. I'm taking the under, the under at 44, okay? Taking the under at 44 here. Okay. Um, The Saints got ran around. Like, Mariota made a lot of plays with his feet, like, they had things shut down, and he'd run around like a chicken with his head cut off, and it really pissed some people off. Yeah. Tom Brady can't do that. I'm taking the Saints. And look, Jameis is Jameis. Hey, Tom Brady's losing his wife
2: right now. I mean, he's got he's got issues. Although, I'm,
3: sure, I'm sure there'll be a long line. I'm sure he'll be just I'm,
2: fine. Tom Brady might be the only man in the world that could give two shits about losing Giselle. Yeah, yeah, Giselle's like, I'm leaving you, and he's like, I don't care.
3: Yeah, he, you better strap it up, Giselle. He'll, <laughs> he'll drop you. Yeah, he's like,
2: all right, whatever.
3: I'm sure there's a good prenup in that.
2: Well, she makes more than he does. That's what I'm
3: saying. I yeah. bet he doesn't have to lose anything. Um, there'll be a long line. He's he's him and John Rice Plumley the two most gifted guys ever. That's a joke. Thank you guys. <laughs> all right. Um <laughs> All right, go ahead. Did you pick me anything after that? Go ahead. You your went, fourth pick. So you're doing
2: the, the Saints, Bucks. Saints, Bucks under, under.
3: at, at forty four. All right. That's my so, fourth so pick. So
2: far I've gone Ravens, Browns, and Jags. Yep. So this is your fourth. Oh, man, I hate this. Um, I hate this. Uh, But I'm going to do it. I liked what I saw out of the Raiders last week. You, I mean. uh, I know they lost, but they played what I think is a really good team and played them well. They're at home this week against an Arizona team that looks lost, an Arizona team that looks like they have problems. Because your quarterback's playing too much Call of Duty. I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to lay five points, and that's a lot of points, but I'm going to lay the five. I think the Raiders, who I think are a good team, I think the Raiders beat the Cardinals in Vegas.
3: I don't hate that bet. I actually looked at it. All right, my last bet for the NFL. Last one. Our Bengals are going in to Dallas. hmm On the road. Yep. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Yep. Guess what, Neil?
2: You think they're going to cover?
3: It's not enough. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals all over the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I'm playing quarterback for the Cowboys. They have no one to throw to. Now, defensively, they're good. But I think Joe Burrow, another week of Joe Burrow getting rock and rolling, dude, I, I, I'm with it. I'm taking the, the Bengals minus seven and a half. And I hate that, but I'm still going to do it. Bengals minus seven and a half against the Cowboys.
2: Bengals minus seven and a half against the Cowboys. All right. So, I'm down to a handful of games here. I like the Chiefs minus the four, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, I don't actually hate the Giants minus two against the Panthers, but I'm not doing it. Okay. I thought about the Saints plus the two and a half against the Bucs, but the Saints burned me last week. Not going there. They did. They burned my ass too. I don't like the Seahawks-Niners line. I think nine and a half a half's too big. You disagree?
3: No. I, thought, I think I know where you're going. And I liked it. The one we talked about earlier.
2: I don't think so. Uh, I'm 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 all over the place on this Vikings Philly game. So the game. I can't believe I'm going to do this because I'm betting against the New England Patriots. I'm going Pittsburgh at home, getting two points. All
3: right, I love that bet. That's one of my possibles I had down here. Look, I said this from the from the jump. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. The the Patriots are struggling on offense, man, and it has nothing – I mean, schematically you took those coaches that have never coached offense, now they're calling plays. It's like – it would be what would happen if you let my son call plays because it's like they're calling plays off Madden. Schematically they're lost. Um, Mac Jones is checking a shit ton at the line of scrimmage. Watch that game. He'll check all day long because he's checking out plays that are being called, which is scary. Um, I like that game. I like that pick. Are you going money line or are you going straight plus two? Well, there's no money line now No, one, I'm just but.
2: going I'm, – I'm taking – That's not a bad
3: money line pick for Sunday, though.
2: So my picks this week in the NFL are the Ravens minus 3.5, the Raiders minus 5, the Browns minus 6, the Jags plus 3.5, and and the Steelers plus 2. I'm going the uh, Chiefs minus 4
3: against the Chargers. I'm taking Washington plus 1.5 versus Detroit. I'm taking the Tampa Bay, New Orleans under 44. I'm taking the Dolphins plus 3.5. Um, against the Ravens, and I got the Bengals minus 7.5 against the Cowboys.
2: All right, we'll get to our college picks in a minute. Don't forget, speaking of college football, you want to make sure that you uh, enjoy the games. Go someplace where you can watch a bunch of games at once. Unless Tyler invites you over, you can go over to uh, Walk-Ons, dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites, juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs and with more than 40 ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland today. Walk-ons Sports Bistro. All right, it's time for our uh, five college games of the week. Yeah, for all you new listeners,
3: because we got a bunch of them on here. Yeah, just let everybody know this is kind of where we've made our colleges. Where we're we're still early in the NFL season. College, we're starting to get this thing figured out a little bit. My man Neil goes undefeated last week. I went four and two for the third straight week. So it was a good week for college. We got to back that thing up. There's nowhere to go but up, baby. We went ten and two last week. Let's just go eleven and one or twelve and zero this week.
2: Do the best we can. All right, here we go. Go ahead.
3: I'm gonna crank it up. Yep. All right, I'm gonna crank this up with my most confident bet of the week. Oh,
2: okay. Starting hot.
3: Yeah. So I, I'm not. We don't have to like the lock terminology and those things. But if it, if I had a lock, I will be pressing multiple units on this thing on my own. Georgia Tech and the Old Miss Rebels are playing on Saturday.
2: Oh, I know where you're going.
3: Georgia Tech is a 16-point underdog. Mm-hmm. The money line, I'm just joking. I was oh. getting everybody fired up. I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> Oh, shit, there we go. Um, no, here's what it is. So I got very fortunate, and I want to thank whoever sent me the message. Somebody sent me a message that said, hey, the line's moving up. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went on, and I got my money in. The over-under was at 65-and-a-half. I
2: think it's free money.
3: It's now gone. It went up from like 60 on Monday, I think, when we were in here on Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It went up to 65-and-a-half. It's back down to 63. But I got my money already in at 65-and-a-half. I'm taking the under at 65-and-a-half because here's the deal.
2: I love this pick,
3: by yeah. the way. Here's the deal is, you know, Georgia Tech's not going to be able, and they haven't so far yet, stretched the ball downfield mm-hmm. on offense. Right. I think that's the only thing. You have to be able to play action because these safeties are getting sucked up. You have to be able to attack the def, Ole Miss defense over the top. They have not demonstrated they can do that yet. I think Georgia Tech's offense is going to have a very, very, very difficult time scoring points and sustaining drives on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I think 17 points for Georgia Tech is a max. I think that's a lot. I do too. I think it's more likely it's 10 to 13. I'm
3: thinking in the tennis range. Yeah. Um, and that's probably being generous. Um Ole Miss, on the other hand, I think the speed of the game is going to hurt them early in the game. Yeah. I think the scheduling is going to hurt that. It's good for them to be able to get a deal. But here's the deal, and there's all this talk in this town about quarterbacks and all that stuff. Who gives a shit who's playing quarterback? Look, here's what you need out of the quarterback. I don't care. This is the first time in a long time around here, probably the last four years I was trying to think the other day. You don't need your quarterback to win the game for you. Just don't lose it. Okay? Take care of the football. Play a clean game. If you can stop worrying about trying to win the game with the quarterbacks and just let them, hey, a successful day is for you to not lose the game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Have a clean game. No turnovers. Um, but I think the speed of the game is going to slow them down. Georgia Tech has been uh, pretty good against the run, um, but I don't think it's enough. I think I think you're going to see a 28, 35-point 31 31, outburst by by uh, Ole Miss. Yeah,
2: I had it 34-17 in picks that's, this dude,
3: that's Dude, that's pretty damn close. And it's under. I'm taking the under. I think that's free money.
2: I agree with you. By the way. All right. All right. Um, I think this is a quick you client. Okay. I like it. I love Georgia State at Charlotte. It's a big line. I don't think. I don't think it matters. Georgia State's going to blow Charlotte off the field, dude. You're Georgia on State it. minus 19 at Charlotte. I'm sure Will Healy's a nice guy. <laughs> but uh and I gotta tell you, the video that came out this week of Sean Elliott fired me up.
3: That's every day, man.
2: Because you know what I loved about that video? I mean, dude looks crazy in the in the warmups. And Sean, if you're listening, I know you're not crazy. <laughs> but I want I do sometimes want to see a coach that loves it. I think it's why the country fell in love with the Lions on hard knocks. Yeah. Because you see Dan Campbell, and he loves it, and he loves his kids. That's the important part. A lot of coaches love it, and the love the kids stuff is lip service. Yep. And in pregame, <laughs> he's hitting guys' helmets and stuff, and he he the, the, the kid that he, he hits, the helmet flies off. Yeah. Yet – The helmet flying off let you see something, and it made me – it just made me happy. I don't know it made me fired up, made me like a Georgia State fan for a minute. The kid's got the biggest smile on his face. Yeah. I love that because at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. It's why – and I told you this, and you know this about me. I hated when the kid at LSU got hurt. Right. Because I know how much work – went into getting ready for that season I don't care if you love yeah. LSU I don't care if you hate lSU I don't care but you felt sick for that kid yeah because all that work in a moment don't. it's over yep and now he's got to do all the work again I hated it when I heard about uh Jalen Catalan who missed most of last season and puts his guys to go to work to get ready for this season and then on the first game. Does whatever to his labrum or whatever, and he can't play. He's done for the year. Sucks. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. And so when you see that pregame between Sean Elliott and I don't know the kid's name, and the kid's got this big smile on his face, I'm like, that's what it's about because you've put in the work. The game is fun. Everybody loves Friday nights, remember? Yep. Nobody ever goes, man, I miss Wednesday afternoon. I miss Tuesday afternoon. Never hear that. Never hear that. <laughs> no. But you miss Friday night. Why? Because on Friday night you got to go play. You got to get in front of everybody, and you knew the cheerleaders were in the stands and the people. Even though you, 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 now that you're older, you know nobody's watching because they're all doing their own thing. But in, when you were a kid, you thought that was just the fun part. The fun part was getting on the bus on Friday afternoon and going for. In our case. From Ruston to Monroe to play Neville to play Washita to play West Monroe to go west to Mendon to play Mendon. Those were the games uh, you you just you look forward to. You started the season we'd go to El Dorado, Arkansas to play them. You get on the bus and you know the bus on the way there is as quiet as a mouse, right? No one's saying a word because you're all getting ready for the game, and the bus on the way back is loud and fun. And you miss that. That's what you miss. Yeah. Nobody ever goes, man. I miss Tuesday afternoon. No, you don't. Tuesday afternoon sucked. But Friday was fun. Saturday, by the time you go play the game, it's time to go have fun. It's a game. Yeah. Have fun, and I love that. So I'm I'm all I'm all Georgia
3: State. I'm glad you said that. Though you know your your new favorite word, hmm. culture.
2: Yes. Okay. And they've
3: got it in spades, dude. Let me tell you something. I went. I got a chance to go visit with those guys this past spring. Uh, we were getting getting them set up, and you saw it. You know what I mean? Like you know when you go places and you feel it. And you know things are genuine because there's a lot of and there's a lot of coaches in this business that are fake about it. They ain't fake, brother. And how about this? How about Sean Elliott to Nebraska? I'm calling it.
2: Well, you know what? How about Sean Elliott to Nebraska? I don't. I don't know enough about like him and stuff, but I, I'll tell you this: he he won me over with a short video, and I've seen his team play, and I know the way they play, and I'm I, mean, I like those guys, man. I mean, they're fun. Those, yeah. those kind of, I mean, you better, I mean, when they show up, you better strap it up. You better be ready to roll because they're going to play. I loved, I just, I just thought that video was so cool. Yeah, I,
3: he's a stud, man. They're, they're the
2: kid's on. helmet goes flying off. And at first, I was like, what are you doing? And then you see the kid laughing and smiling and wrestling with this coach. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. That, to me, that's a recruiting deal. I mean, if I'm, and, and that was genuine. Yeah. And if I'm a recruit, I see that and I'm like, you know what? If I can't go power five, They're on my short list. Yeah. I want to check them out. I want to see what that's about.
3: Yeah, they got it going, man. I'm fired up for them. All right, my second pick, and I almost feel as confident about this one as I do. My Ole Miss, it was my number two, right up under the Georgia Tech Ole Miss under. Okay. I have Oklahoma minus 10.5 at Nebraska. All right? Yep. And let me tell you why, Neil. Okay. My guys at Georgia Southern have been running the triple option for – 177 consecutive years. And with the assistance of Quick U, they have rebuilt that thing. And in two games of not being a triple option, rolled up 642 mm-hmm. yards against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. In their second game of not running the triple option.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, guess what's rolling in town this week?
2: Pretty powerful offense.
3: Jeff Levy and the Oklahoma Sooners are fisting to score 878 points. On Saturday, that's going to be a long game. It's going to be a long game, but ten and a half—it's not enough. I'm taking the Oklahoma Sooners minus ten and a half.
2: Well, I'll eliminate a little drama here and tell you I'm with you. I'm I'm going. (laughs) I'm going Oklahoma uh, minus the ten and a half at Nebraska. I I know there's an emotional part to this game, all that stuff. Um, Nebraska kids are going to play for Mickey Joseph, and and he's a good dude, and all that. I just, I just think this is a I think this is a matchup issue, and and speaking of coaches, uh, Jeff Lebby knows there's an opening at Nebraska, and uh, yeah, he's going he's, to he's make sure that he leaves an impression.
3: Yeah, um, um and here's the thing. Is you fired a coach. I mean, that doesn't change the defense personnel. I mean, they still got to go play. They haven't fixed any That doesn't fix the the problems. No, uh-uh. I mean all he's and the emotional
2: is, stuff wears off at about half a quarter.
3: Yeah, it always said, you know, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. That's that Mike Tyson saying. I mean, that that those uh, those pregame speeches and all that stuff, it lasts one play until you get your teeth knocked in, and it changes. All right, my third game. Um, Georgia is going to South Carolina. Yep. They're 24-and-a-half point favorites. Mm-hmm. Neil, guess what? It's not enough.
2: No, it's
1: not.
3: Georgia, um, South Carolina – Scored late on some block punts against Georgia State. They scored late in garbage time against Arkansas. They picked on my guy over there at corner. That everybody made fun of me for making fun of the other day. Clark was his last name, by the way. Um, the H- corner, Hudson Clark. Hudson Clark. Mm-hmm. So that was the guy. I learned his name. Um, Georgia doesn't have Hudson Clark playing corner.
2: <laughs> no, they don't.
3: <laughs> no, they got some dudes. Uh, I'm going to say this game is going to be around – Georgia's in the 40s in this game. That tells, I would say – South Carolina to cover would have to score at least 17 points. I don't see them getting there. I'm taking Georgia minus 24 and a half.
2: All right. I'm sticking in. I'm going back to the Big Ten, going back to my sweet spot. I know Syracuse has been off to a good start. They they uh they knocked off Louisville in week one. They beat UConn or UMass or one of the Us last week. <laughs>
3: You do get those guys confused. You kind of knew my
2: But they've given up a lot of yards in the air. Yep. They don't handle the short passing game well at all. You know who is really good at the short passing game?
3: <laughs> who will do it every down?
2: The Purdue Boilermakers. Yep. Give me Purdue plus one and a half at Syracuse, and my Boilers are getting a W. I had that down as one of my in my
3: pool as well. I like that pick. I will tell you this though, Neil, if something happens, let's mm-hmm. just say see see what had happened was let's just say something happens, okay, and Syracuse wins this game. Yeah, we got to start taking them serious.
2: Oh, for sure. No, if 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 they beat Purdue, we have to start having a different conversation because that would be two pretty decent wins. Because they throttled the Louisville, Louisville. win over UCF doesn't do much for me because I thought it was more a UCF loss than it was a Louisville win. I, I hated the, the, the play calling. Um, I didn't understand it. I thought Gus got severely outcoached that game. Right. And so Purdue, and I've watched Purdue a lot, the one thing that doesn't happen with them is they don't get outcoached. They have good plans. They They, stayed. they, they, they are who they are. They have a personality. They don't have enough athletes to go win the Big Ten or anything. But they're solid, and I think they win. Our boy from uh, Mississippi State, the quarterback,
3: um, he's the quarterback at Syracuse. Is it Schrader, Schroeder? Oh, is it Schrader? Yeah, Schrader. Yeah. He's the quarterback at Syracuse. But, yeah, if they win, we gotta we got to start taking them serious because, you know, they've put it together. All right, my fourth pick. All right? Mm-hmm. Penn State Ooh. is coming to the Plains. Yeah. In an orange out. Can I break news? Is there breaking news? Have they reported on this orange jersey? Yeah, thing
2: well, not the jersey. They've they, they've the, All they've shown so far is the orange face mask.
3: I know there's like this big debate.
2: Are they going to wear orange jerseys? They are not. Okay.
3: They're going to wear orange face masks, but no orange jerseys. And if they do wear orange jersey, I was lied to about as good of a source as you can possibly get. I mean, <laughs>
2: they're going blue jersey, white yeah, pant, and the yeah, I mean, orange face mask.
3: Yeah. You know, but again, they're not, hey, but if they come out in orange jerseys and they're lying to me, you know what? Good for them. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because they're not marketing to me. No, it's high school kids. So stop. If you're a traditionalist, just let them wear what they want to let wear.
2: Auburn people, though, would get upset about orange jerseys, wouldn't they? They would,
3: extremely. And okay. I in and, and me, personally, mm-hmm. I would prefer them to stay. Like, there's uniforms you don't mess with. And that's one, in my opinion, which doesn't matter. No, it's a great uniform. It doesn't need to be messed with. Penn State's don't mess with it. Alabamas, don't mess with it. Auburn, don't mess with it. USC, don't mess
2: with it. What I love with all, Auburn's uniform that I always loved uh, is the, uh, the road uniform, the white-on-white. White. It's clean. It's fantastic, yeah.
3: With the orange face mask, really clean. So here's the deal is I'm not betting a spread, which is three. I thought about doing some emotional hedging, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bet on Penn State, but if, whatever happens, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but I've seen stranger things happen. I'm not really sold on Penn State either. Here's what I do know. I think both offenses are in trouble. Yeah, so I'm taking the unders at forty eight and a half. Oh wow, that's a good line. So I'm taking the under at forty eight and a half. That's like seven touchdowns. You know it's going to happen, don't
2: you? Yeah, there's going to be some. It's going to be seventeen to seventeen, and they're going to play five overtimes.
3: That's okay. You can only score two points at a time with that. The new overtime rules have saved you on
2: those. That's true. Yeah. So, but they, they each score in overtime, you get yeah. They could 14, add up. fourteen. They fourteen. Yeah. You're but out.
3: anyway, long story short, is I'm I just think this game goes under. Uh, TJ Finley has to show me some things decision making wise. I'm going to say the same thing I just said about Ole Miss with Auburn. They don't need a quarterback to win the game. Give me a quarterback that's going to not lose the game. Give me a quarterback that can play a clean game. If and I'll tell you this: if TJ Finley is the quarterback, which he will be, if he plays a clean game, Auburn wins the game. That's literally all you have to do. You'll know how you win the game, Auburn. TJ Finley play a clean game. Don't don't turn the ball over. That's what I mean. I don't care if you go, if you're seventeen for twenty five with no touchdowns, as long as that next number says no interceptions and no fumbles, play a clean game.
2: Well, it should have won last year in, in Happy Valley or whatever it's called.
3: Yeah, play a clean game. Yeah. This is not a this is not a secret.
2: I went back and forth on. That. I'm kind of mad at myself on picks. I, I, I took Penn State just because I've of don't think so it's, much Auburn negativity, but my my gut still tells me Auburn's going to win. I, I, I'm. I'm I did it I did it this last week with Kentucky, Florida, and I beat myself up over it. And I'm now I turned around and did it again with LSU and not LSU, but uh, Auburn and and Penn State. Hey Grind, I know I
3: know you're I know you're you're being a fan, but look, dude, I'm just telling you, I've seen crazier things happen. I, I I do, man. I think it's gonna be if they can play a clean game, they can win the game. But that's it. Now if they go turn the ball over, they're gonna get ran out of there pretty quick. All right. uh
2: I don't think this is a. I don't think this is uh, me riding momentum here. I think this is just me thinking that it's going to take a minute for John Summerall to get it going at Troy. Uh, I like Appalachian State at home, big game day, all that stuff. They're, they're going to play super hard. They're going to be dialed in. They know that the, they have a, more eyes on them than maybe ever before. And I don't think this number is very big. I don't mind laying it. I'll lay twelve and a half with the uh, Mountaineers versus Troy. I you don't know, think Troy can score. I just don't think Troy is positioned to be an offensive team right now. And so if they only get 10 points, I like my chances for App State to get to 24.
3: I'm pulling for the quick you slash alma maters slash good friends as a head coach, but I'm not betting it. Um, Went and played it, Boone, the last time, you know, I was part of Troy Trojan's team that went up to Boone and popped that ass one time. Gotcha. It's a beautiful place to watch a game. It is. It's gorgeous, yeah. Uh, We went there in the falls. It's one of the best places ever to watch a game. All right, my fifth game, before we get to my money line, my fifth game, Mm -hmm. which I also think is stealing. I almost feel like it's a trap, but it's not. I'm going back to the well. I'm going the quick you, big-time team of the week, (laughs) Georgia Southern – Georgia Southern is getting eleven and a half points at UAB. Yeah, like what are we doing, Vegas? I'm taking Georgia Southern to fighting Clay Helton's. All right, so let me let me can I can I throw in some inside information on this?
2: Sure, because I'm, I'm this sure is people. on my short list. Okay. So I'm listening right now. <laughs>
3: Should I wait until after you pick? <laughs> no, go ahead. All right, so here's why I'm picking it. One is uh, a lot of people don't know this. Clay Helton, Clay's like entire family has coached at UAB. Yeah, including Clay, I think. I mean, like, the whole family's coached at UAB. There's going to be some things here. Like, you know, they're going to want this game. But here's another two is uh, Richard Owens, who's the offensive line coach at Georgia Southern, mm-hmm. has coached with Bryant Vincent, and I have too, for like the last nine years. He knows what's coming. Like, this is not going to be any secret schematics, what's going on. They're not going to have a tough time drawing scout cards this week. Yeah. Okay? Oh, by the way, Richard Owens has called plays in this system before. Let's just say I think the practice, they'll know how to prepare for it on defense. Uh, do UNB's, you worry
2: at all about a little bit of an emotional letdown after such a big win at Nebraska?
3: Normally I would say yes. This time I say no. It's a, it's a new staff. They're building a culture. I think it's a lot of emphasis on that going into, you know, hey, we're starting this new thing. This is what we're trying to do. I think Clay Clay's been there and done that. Now the guy just left him at USC head coach. Well, right? I know he has. I worry about his
2: kids. But I'm saying yes. But they yeah.
3: got a, the coaching staff that he's assembled at Georgia Southern. He's got you know Richard Owen's a good friend of mine. Ryan Applin, who was here, yep. that was our quarterback at Arkansas State, mm-hmm. is now coaching at Georgia Southern as well. They got a great uh, great staff. They've retooled this thing. They've probably got the most use out of Quick U than any other team we've had. They've been on it for a long time, and they have been retooling and rebuilding this thing. I'm all for them. Georgia Southern, plus 11 and a half. I'm I love this. I love the bet. Take them.
2: All right. You might have just talked me into something. Um, I'm going to have a little fun here. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten, but I'm not going to spread. I'm going to take the Nevada... Iowa money, uh, not money line, over, under.
3: Well, I know which way you're not going.
2: <laughs> I don't think Nevada can score, and I damn sure know I- Iowa can't. I'm going Nevada, Iowa, under 39. That's extremely high.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I just popped a blood vessel in my head.
2: There you go. Under 39. Did you say 39 or 9? 30, 39. I'd think about it at 9. Yeah. But 39, I'm going under. I don't I don't think Nevada can score. I was incredibly good on defense. And they are the antithesis of that on offense. I assume at some point they're going to make a quarterback change. I don't know that it really matters. <coughs> but I just don't think they they're going to score some points against Nevada. But I don't know that they can get up into the upper 20s. And so if they can't, this game's going to stay under. I'm going to go under 39.
3: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. How many times do they punt this weekend?
2: Um, well, I'll just put it this way: the punter has dema- has he
3: punted more times than points they have? Have you looked at that yet? That uh, it?
2: I, it's close. It's he, gotta be close. He right? has he has demanded a higher salary. Yeah,
3: his NIL deals has to go up, or he's leaving.
2: Yeah, he's he's sore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You know what time it is?
2: It's money line time. It's
3: money line. Now I want to say this. Before anybody beats me up about my money line stuff, I don't want to hear shit the rest of the year. I've hit three in a row. You have. That's very unusual. So I've hit three straight weeks of underdogs winning outright. But you know what? We're going to make it four. Okay. I'm taking the Michigan State Spartans. Oh, this is on my short list. Plus 140 on the road at Washington. I, had a, I talked with my guys at Michigan State today. Got them juiced up. I told Mel to stick another one in for me if he gets a chance. Yeah. Let's get this thing done on the road. Quick U money line. The Michigan State Sparty Spartans at plus 140 on the road at Washington.
2: I like that pick. Um, he's done a great job at Michigan State. No question. All right. So I've got a few things here. And you may have just talked me into one. Um So, for my money line picks, I was thinking about Georgia Southern. Okay. What's my money line payoff on that game? On Georgia Southern, the
3: money line would be
2: plus 335. Ooh. Hmm. I thought about Michigan State. I won't do that because that would be boring. I thought about Texas San Antonio at Texas with Texas coming kind of beat up. Uh. UTSA UTSA's good. I'm not sure they're that good. I'm not sure they're good enough to go into Austin and win. And frankly, i got to give Texas some credit here. I like, at least from a rhetoric standpoint, I like the tone out of there this week. Yeah. They lost a very disappointing game that I think they could easily go do a lot of what if, and I'm sure there is some what ifs happening. But instead, what you're kind of hearing out of there is, See, we're coming, making progress. It's a process. It's going to take a little time. We're moving in the right direction, which from a, if you're building something, that's what you want to hear. Right. You don't want to hear wailing and gnashing of teeth and bitching about officiating. And you, you like the, Hey, we, we showed up, we're, we got work to do, but we're getting there. We're better. I liked that. And so I kind of think they'll handle their business this weekend. I, if if they lose or have some goofy outing, I take it all back. <laughs> but I have a suspicion that that's not what's coming from them. I, I I have a feeling that the SEC is about to add two really good programs. And all right, so what's you going on money line? And my other one, and this is the one I'm leaning to. Okay. Is BYU getting three and a half points at Oregon? I think this might be the one that is the safe one. I love Georgia Southern, and you're about talking me into it.
3: All right, so BYU is plus one forty. Which is the
2: same as yours. Mm -hmm. I could take a big jump on you if I took Georgia Southern and they went and got it done.
3: This is where it gets fun. This is this is our trip to Boise is gonna come down to money lines, just let you know.
2: Always does. And I'm a little worried about BYU because they played this physical late game, and now they got to go to Oregon, and we're judging Oregon negatively on an outing against the best team in the country. Yeah, what you gonna do, boss? You know what? Let's see what you got. Sunbelt's been pretty good to me. I'm gonna go Georgia Southern money line. Ooh, right.
3: So Georgia Southern is the official pick. You're locking that in. Yep. All right. So we got Georgia Southern. That is going to be. What I say that was? That is Three plus 3-something. Plus 335. Okay. I like it, Neil. All right. Because if you win, you're going to be talking shit when we come back in here.
2: So I've got Purdue plus a point and a half. I've got the Nevada-Iowa under at 39. I've got App State minus 12.5 at Troy. I've got Georgia, uh, yeah, Georgia State minus 19 at home against Charlotte. I've got uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Minus 10.5 at Nebraska, and I've got the Georgia Southern money line.
3: All right, I have the Georgia Tech Ole Miss under 65.5. I love that. I don't care what – by the way, I don't care if it's 63, so I don't care. It's under. Um, I like. I got Oklahoma minus 10.5 at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I got Georgia minus 24.5 at South Carolina. Yep. I have the Penn State Auburn under at 48.5. I have Georgia Southern plus 11.5 at UAB. And then my money line is Michigan State plus 140 at Washington.
2: I think you're going to do well. I love I love that uh, Ole Miss under. I'm I'm, I'm not going to. I I love that number. I, I kind of like doubling up on the Ole Miss game. Uh, but if I were an Ole Miss fan, I would I would double up on it and just go all in. Yeah. I'd I'd lay the 16 and I'd take the under.
3: Yeah, it's not bad. Um, hey, let me ask answer Grind's uh, super chat. He said thoughts on uh, earlier, and I I told him I was going to get to it. Yeah, sure. uh, he said, thoughts on FSU at Louisville. Um, grind, it wasn't one of my five picks, but I would be personally betting it. I'm taking Florida State minus two and a half yeah. against Louisville. Um, I think Florida State's a little bit better than probably what I gave them credit for coming into the season. But I don't know if it's that as much as it is Louisville. And then he followed it up with, <clears throat> and why has Gus made JRP throw 64 passes in two games, cost him a game against Louisville? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. and I think you and I talked about this off of uh, off the air. It wasn't the – it's not the amount of passes, it's the type of passes. It's the type
2: of pass. Yeah,
3: so – He had him throwing deep down the field too much. That's not his game. It goes back to what we were talking about Monday is you have to take what you have and the players that you have and you have to – as a coach, and I believe, you can't just say, hey, this is by God, this is what we do. It's not plug and play. Right. You have to You have to alter things around him. You know, and I wish, you know – Ole Miss fans, obviously I wish, they got to see like Rich Rod's offense a little bit longer than they did one year. You know, Rich Rod's guys are out there throwing for 35, 4,000 yards a year in Arizona. I mean, you got it depends on who you got a quarterback. right? I mean, he, you know, when you got Nick Foles, you throw it. Sure. You know, and so uh, so on and so forth. But like with what bothered me probably the most is was, was so many balls pushed down the field. That's not his game. It's play action off of the quarterback run game. But in, even in the quarterback run game, you got to be more multiple than read zone and lead draw. Mm-hmm. And with him. Uh, But, look, I think they'll be fine. He'll figure it out because Gus has been more multiple in the running game and in the passing game. And maybe that's just for whatever reason. He probably saw it on film that he could attack them against that one game in Louisville. Maybe Syracuse did or whatever. It was a lot of copycat stuff in that second game. Uh, Look, JRP will be fine, but it's not really the amount of passes as much as it is the type of passes, if that makes sense. It does. I mean, if you go speed sweep and you do this number right here, that's a pass. So what what – type of passes are you doing
2: all right last thing our uh, our buddy nathan turnage in the uh, thread wants to know our thoughts on south alabama this week plus 15 and a half at ucla you and i both looked at this game yep i thought about it's on this my game. list it was on my list i just i think ucla is a little better than than maybe they're getting credit for and i i, I don't hate south alabama plus the points
3: yeah i guess Kane. i called Kane today um probably don't know if I'd say that or not, but anyway, I called Kane today. He's gonna call me on the way to the airport. They're going, they're leaving this afternoon after practice. Yeah. Uh going out there early. Um I like South Alabama and the points. I think uh UCLA has hasn't really played anybody. I looked into this game. Um I think you know, South Alabama's got a got a history out in California. We went out there and thumped San Diego State's ass when we were there. Um played
2: really, really well at Central Michigan last week.
3: Yeah. He's got it going, man. He's got a culture. I think he's got the right momentum. Big game. If South Alabama wins this game, everybody better be put on notice um, for two things. One, South Alabama's going to be pretty good. And then, two, there's probably going to be a head coaching uh, getting pulled I'm going to tell you
2: what now. If they win this game, South Alabama versus Louisiana Lafayette suddenly becomes this big, huge game to circle. Is like yeah. that's going to be a fun it, – frankly, it's going to be a fun game anyway. But all of a sudden, that game would get big because yeah. you start looking at South Alabama like, ooh, they could make a significant run.
3: Yeah, he's – I'm excited for him. He's hit at the right time. And, you know, Major Applewhite's Whites the coordinator. They got dudes. Um, I like that a lot. And then uh, there was something else. Uh, games I like real, real quick was uh, – um, I like Vandy. I like Vandy too. Did you bet on them in the – I took the, Vandy in, in the picks. picks. Yeah, yeah. I think Vandy beats them outright.
2: I like Louisiana Lafayette minus 11.5 at Rice. I like Air Force minus 15 at Wyoming. Um I liked Michigan State plus the three at Washington. I liked that one too. Those were the ones that were on my, my list. All right, I'll
3: give you one if you're getting if you're if you're doing well on Saturday mm-hmm. and you want to get freaky. Okay. I got one for you, like right. I did last week. Okay. Okay. This is my middle light induced money line. Gotcha. Old Dominion.
2: Oh, I don't hate this.
3: Yeah. Is plus eight. All right. So they're getting eight points at Virginia. Mm-hmm. All right. They've already beaten Virginia Tech. Virginia, they beat uh, mm. average FCS team and got throttled at Illinois
2: last week. Yeah, Illinois punched them in the mouth. Hard. Old
3: Dominion and its and look in those kids in that area they have a they have a chip on their shoulder about not going to Virginia or whatever. Sure, of course. Like, whoever I mean, they, whoever scheduled for their guys are a genius. They scheduled Virginia Tech and Virginia. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think Auburn and Alabama would ever schedule Troy or South Alabama in the same year? No, never. No, and uh, there's something to that. Uh, so our, our, that's that may be a Miller Lite induced one. I don't know okay. yet. And then uh, we got Miami. We can't get out of here without talking about Miami plus five and a half at Texas A&M. I know. What What are your,
2: What's your gut on that? That's the last uh, thing. My we My gut about. is A and M wins and covers, and that we're overreacting, and that they figure it out because they have just too many damn athletes to not figure it out. That said, that said, Miami's those top wide receivers out. By the way that said I, I i do have concerns if i'm texas a&m about my quarterback play i didn't think he looked very good they couldn't move the ball they scored 14 points a chains a great player he ran a kickoff back and he made a big run other than that and i realized that counts so i get it but other than that they didn't do jack man i mean they they offensively they were they were anemic they were anemic and that was app state not putting a lot of pressure on him i don't even know what what the hell does he look like under pressure and so i'm probably going to find out saturday and so i do have real concerns about their quarterback play i kind of have a suspicion we're going to see johnson yeah at quarterback some uh maybe a lot i won't be shocked if he starts based on just kind of some rumblings out of there um hmm. but everything else is in place everything else is in place and they're really good on defense
3: They are. And, look, DJ Durkin is a good ball coach, man. He really is. He's a good ball coach. He's got good athletes. I think he's done a great job and continues to do a great job down there. Um, This is quick you versus quick you. I'll definitely be tuned in. I'm not betting it. I can see both things on both sides happening. And here was kind of my thinking is you got to think about this. Now, you're a Texas A&M. This is a big freak. We haven't got to the conference slate yet. Dude.
2: Now, if A and M loses Monday, it's like the lead story for us, because if they lose and something's wrong, you start really looking at the rest of their schedule and going, oh, "Okay, they got problems," because it, it just gets harder. It's I almost mean, you like got, you got you got Arkansas at Mississippi State at Alabama, Florida at home, Ole Miss at home. It that thing gets weird, but I think there's something in this where it's just like we all kind of go wouldn't that be fun because it would be kind of interesting but i don't think it's gonna happen
3: wouldn't be fun for me i would like for them to stay there for a very long time (laughs) selfishly business-wise i understand uh but like but think about it though i mean texas a&m this is a big game man yes big game and then you look on the other side and mario's got like a free shot here yeah because nobody's expecting year one to go you know but he's got enough ass to kick ass oh sure but it's kind of like a free shot, and the anxiety and things like that. Um, this That's where I'll be interesting uh, or interested to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll be tuned in, but I'm not betting that game.
2: That's the uh, late game on Saturday night. We'll be watching it, and then we'll be back with you guys on Monday afternoon. We'll recap our picks. We'll recap the weekend uh, that was in college football. We'll talk some NFL, as we always do. We'll have topics. Thanks to everybody for being in the stream. I hope you all have a, uh, if you're traveling to Atlanta or wherever the case may be, hope you travel safely and uh, get back safely. And we look forward to seeing you on Monday with another edition of McCready and Siski powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Don't forget, Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. See you on Monday.